Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Look, Margie, thank you so much for having me and all your lovely subscribers too. Great to meet everyone. And yeah, I guess, look, we, uh, Kate and I on Gotta Be Done, uh, the Bluey, the original Bluey podcast, I suppose, have been talking about Bluey since it feels like forever. <laughs> but uh, but it actually, we started recording right at the end of 2018. So Bluey had launched back in October of that year in Australia. Uh, yeah. Not much fanfare, which seems incredible now. But we, uh, Kate and I, are both mums of young kids. I was on mat leave with, you know, just a, just a tiny bub then who's now nearly four. Um, but we were both talking about this crazy new show that had popped up. Right, ladies? You got it, Lucky's dad. Yay! And finding nowhere to go for more information. Like you're so used to just being able to, oh, well, I'll be Googling that. Just let me at the rabbit hole. But we kind of realised a rabbit hole was needed and we could be the rabbit hole. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I, yeah so, I totally can see what you so, mean. So, yeah, That's and we are still well. rabbit holing to this day. So that that is a convoluted way of describing got to be done but briefly every week we recap another episode and just obsessively uh enthuse about bluey i absolutely love it like obviously i'm i'm the same like i'm a mom (laughs) once i had a baby and i was for me i was being in america my main thing was i'm like i want to show my kid like you know australian shows try and get my baby to have an Australian accent. And then Bluey is what I found on Disney. And I was like, oh, this is Australian. This is awesome. And then, yeah, same thing. Absolute rabbit hole of all the amazing things, Bluey. Bluey! Yeah. And I think that's probably how so many of your followers have found you but yeah definitely have uh found us as well on gotta be done but yeah they're just looking for that extra information and yeah it's i think that's the thing is fun like, places to find it yeah a lot of people I've, i feel like a lot of my friends in america when they first started watching the show and they realized it was australian they would come to me and ask me i will never forget it was the hammer barn episode someone came and asked me if our shopping trolleys have the kids facing that way and not the other way around <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just for the show. But that's what made me realize. Oh, it's all like, a lie. Like, yeah, it'd be so good if it was facing that way. But yeah, so many like uh. little things or so many like Australian things within the show. And that's like, I was listening to you guys. And I absolutely loved your podcast. And yeah, it felt like getting to chat with other mums about it and talk about it. But yeah, for myself, I was like, you know, I want to talk more about the Easter eggs. I wanted to do something different and add to the bluey verse and the bluey space out there. Um, so that's why, yeah, I got into like the specific easter egg side of things or i guess explaining to a lot of my american friends all the australian references within bluey because there are so many <laughs> keep them coming yes yeah and let's just get straight into it with our traditional easter eggs first our long dogs and our tennis balls now we have three tennis balls in this episode i think um that's something fun that look sometimes 
Kate and I are so deep in the story and the parenting that we forget how much of it might not make sense to an international audience. So I think you are in that unique position, Margie, of being overseas and getting those questions about the hammer barn trolleys. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you've got the foot in both worlds and, uh, and yeah, there there is no world that Bluey is not in now, right, Shirley? It's so true. Like, I... Who was it? Was one of my friend's mums who told me that she was on a Bluey Facebook group, and I was like, "There are Bluey Facebook groups out there," which of course then I went and joined. I was like, "Oh my god, there's like this massive community that I just was unaware of." And I think that's one of the things is when people are like, "Oh, it's just a show for like kids or for like little toddlers." No, thank you. It is not a show for little toddlers because there is like almost fifty thousand people on Facebook in different groups about it. I'm like. They're obviously not toddlers. This show means a lot to us as well. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing great. So obviously season three, it just came out. It's like a big thing at the moment. Finally, everyone else overseas gets to see 25 of those episodes, not the full 37 that we get in Australia. Obviously, season three, you and Kate got to be cameos for the episode Promises, which is so cool. Literally my dream. I was so happy that I saw you guys. I was so excited to talk about it in my breakdown. It just made me so, so, so happy to see that. So I guess my main question is how did it happen? What was the process like? Excuse me. Huh? Down here. Oh, uh, look, I, I wish I could tell you just the like a treasure map of start here and go there and then it just automatically <laughs> happens. Uh, but no, it was more very erratic. Uh, well, I think it actually all started for us with uh, an episode of Bluey called Dance Mode, which you would probably be familiar with from season two. For some reason, when Kate and I recapped that episode, we kind of fixated on the point that the voice of the yes no button was credited <laughs> and it was actually quite a well-known australian actor doing his thing yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow like how did he get that role and we would have done it for free <laughs> and um, and as more and more uh sort of very small voice cameos popped up we continued on this uh weekly kind of wouldn't call it a tirade but just gentle nudging of we would also do that for free. If a character ever came up like this, we would do it. We did already know that the lovely, amazing team at Ludo were tuning into the podcast because I guess when we first started, you know, they didn't even have the Facebook groups to go to to know what people were talking about, uh, what people were saying about Bluey. So we were kind of the their sneaky little destination to hear what we were saying at least and then as yeah. we grew fans what they were saying we knew they were listening it wasn't it wasn't orchestrated but uh gradually we started to hear that maybe there might be some more cameos coming up in season three and eventually we got joe brum on the program to talk to us uh mid-season two about what was coming up in season three and he said oh yes and we've sorted you out ladies and yeah we are still recovering from that moment and it was on mic as well so we're like so you're saying it out loud can we can tell people and yeah the, confirmation yeah <laughs> like i'm i am clearly as excited now uh 18 months later as i was then and and it's all actually happened so That's uh yes awesome. did you did you guys fly to brisbane to do it at ludo studios as well no so it it was the most fortuitous thing because it was in the midst of 
pandemic land as we still are. And um, Kate and I started the podcast both living in Melbourne and now we do it. Um, I'm in Melbourne and she's in Adelaide. At that time, we're both in Melbourne and the recording to go into a studio and record down the line to Brisbane um, was brought forward. And as we were going into the studio, they were announcing a full lockdown with no one allowed to go beyond 5k out from their house uh, oh, no. from the next day. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was, you know, after all the, all the dramas of 2020 and beyond, um, that was one little, one little thing that just went so right in the moment. So I did have one of the subscribers, they did ask a question specifically about your characters. So it was uh, Patty Pam wanted to ask you, did you get to make any decisions on the design of your characters in Promises? We didn't, Margie and um, Patty. And the I think that in retrospect, that was probably a good thing. Um, for anyone who's familiar with Gotta Be Done, you've probably seen we have little dogs that represent us in the logo um yeah. and they were designed uh by a good mate and I love them to this day we figured that it probably wouldn't be his design that would end up in the show because you know they're all artists and creators and they make their own things but um yeah we did not know what uh we would look like as dogs in the bluey verse until the day the episode dropped and we are yeah, you serious we were that's cool. you didn't even get like a sneak peek of it or anything that's amazing no it was uh yeah it was just like there you go you're out in the world so or at the library which was very fitting for both of us we're both library nerds from way back uh in yeah. the episode promises but yeah we did then find out more about um what kind of dogs we were because um amazing art director uh costa kasab checked in and um said i just thought you might like to know like uh, um i think he and alice had designed the two dogs and i'm a librarian and it is a beautiful white dog and it is the dog from bell and sebastian the 80s kids like cartoon yes. um oh my gosh, and it's yes. a great pyrenees so so that was the inspiration for that library dog which oh, oh just yeah uh, I think Belle and Sebastian was the height of my 80s, like early morning TV yeah. viewing. Um, and then Kate is a beautiful brown um, German short-haired pointer. It's a very trendy dog and very fitting for Kate as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. I'm going to obviously add in that extra detail next time I do another breakdown because that's so cool that that was the reference they used for your dog. With your the lines that you guys did, was it just the lines that we saw in the episode or did you also voice record more lines that just maybe didn't end up in there? Hello. Me want books for big boys. Uh, next to the magazine. Oh, yes. Here you go, young man. Read to me. Oh. So, no, we only, so we both recorded each other's parts we we got given the full script so suddenly we were oh. reading a whole episode of bluey and just playing it out in our heads i think yeah <laughs> um i think yeah we're familiar enough with bluey now we could we could instantly picture what it was going to look like uh but mm. yeah um we both read for both parts and then they i don't know how that process worked but they they worked out who was who um we did also uh on that fateful day uh going into the recording studios they said oh there's also a role for a toddler yeah. <laughs> uh you guys don't have any toddlers do you i <laughs> guess we're like we are drowning in toddlers here 
Oh, I thought it was going to be one of your kids. I could have seen uh, well, no, the the, it's, it's not your classic bluey happy ending, although it's fine. As it turned out, the toddler was, you know, as for anyone who's seen Promises, it's the toddler who won't give up the flying fox. And uh, the toddler had to be quite um, adamant <laughs> and uh, loud. It's my time. Whee! Look, our, our uh, boys, who I think were, you know, four and five at the time, gave it a gave it a red hot go, but no, it didn't end up being the cranky little toddler who wouldn't share the flying fox. And I'm fine with that, you know. Yeah. Oh, because I watched it. And I was like, I bet you that's their kid. I'm like, but I won't ask just in case because I don't want to like, <laughs> obviously that's a big thing about the children. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We don't know who any of the kids are. And no, we, yeah. they, I guess, yeah, if it was ours, we probably wouldn't be saying, but we can say it categorically isn't ours. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, well, maybe in the future, you never know. Um, I'm guessing yeah, of course, that you guys would love to do more voice acting on Bluey in the future as cameos. Um, if you did, what would what kind of situation would you like to do a cameo? Imagine. Look, I think um, you know we have we have somewhat cheekily dropped hints to um, Joe Brum that the healers need to take their library books back now, obviously will be in the library whenever they do. Um, I'm not sure we've sort of sat down and like whatever, whatever the character was, obviously we'd pen them some huge narrative that meant they had to be front and center. They'd move into the healer house because that's our real dream, like living in the amazing (laughs) healer house. There'd just be another bedroom pop up and they'd be the, I don't know, live in, what do the healers need? Like, you know, well, I mean, grub if Chili attendance or baby, something. You, yeah, true. We could be the, the bogan au pairs or something like that. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Um, okay, so I know that was also one of my subscribers' questions as well is Axolotl Galaxy asks, do you think that Chili will have a third child? Good question. Mm. I feel like, so season three, kicked off um apart from so australia in australia we saw the perfect episode first which was the father's day episode but then when the the full season half the season dropped the first episode was bedroom which i think you know it was kind of pretty categorical in that chili was getting rid of the cot and sad about it but i certainly don't take that as final because Families do things all the time that they're like, oh, why did we do that? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it it could be quite an entertaining um, plot twist that comes back that they have to then get a cot off hard rubbish or something like that because (laughs) they threw out the cot and here's the baby. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, I think that's, I guess, yeah, let's talk about the Disney censorship sort of thing. So for me, that was... Also something sad because I felt like the vasectomy joke and discussion that Bandit had with Fido and Perfect led very well into the episode Bedrooms with them then again bringing up the idea of that Chili wasn't ready to let go, but Bandit was. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty quick, really. It was just in and out and I even got to keep them. I'm keen to get it done, but Chili, she wants to keep her options open, but I don't know. Do we want any more of these things running around? And of course, so that just flowed really nicely, but now... Perfect is episode 14 on Disney Plus. Smack bang in the middle and they're talking about dog teeth instead. <laughs> so just look. Uh, yeah. Look, that they changed it. Look, I think even when it dropped in Australia, uh, it raised eyebrows. It's not somewhere that kids' content usually goes. And I must admit I haven't looked up the bylaws and letters of, you know, the I's and T's that have to be dotted and crossed and all that kind of thing to get 
something uh, a kids tv rating and it doesn't doesn't super surprise me that maybe it wouldn't pass that barrier but at the same time it's such you know everything in bluey is so subtle and so beautifully done like mm-hmm. i feel like well if that if it can't be introduced that way to the conversation yeah Okay. There's no other show that can do it better. We can write off ever hearing about vasectomies in children's television again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Like, it is it is such a shame because obviously it's a bit of a hot topic in America at the moment. Uh, you know, a part of me wasn't surprised that it got cut, but at the same time, like you said, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, adult conversations and jokes and references throughout Bluey for us as adults that's very similar to Pixar movies where you know, it's a family movie where there's things for kids as well as things for the parents as well at the same time. Mm. Like Bluey really, really toes that line really well too, of, you know, making it entertaining for kids, but there's something extra for us to see in it as well and learn from it or talk about or even just bring up discussions really. So yeah, for me, I was, I was sad that it happened, but I understood that one. Trixie on the toilet, however, I'm so <laughs> mad about it. Like, I did a, a breakdown, basically, a video of the 10 changes that Disney ended up making in total to season 3A. And Trixie in the Toilet is still the one that I am the most angry about that was cut. I just don't uh, uh. <laughs> It's so silly. Like, we've seen Bluey on the toilet in Sleepy Time. We've seen Bandit on the toilet all the time. We see Bushwees with Bingo. Why couldn't Trixie just have that mum moment that I feel like I've been through so many times? Oh, it's it makes no sense. You're absolutely right. Like, and yeah, I hadn't done the full stock take of all the times we've seen toilet action in Bluey, but that's a pretty comprehensive list, Margie. I think you've got it nailed. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've recorded so many like ones because I just like I want to show Disney that you've let this through so many times. There's one time you put a mum on a toilet and it's too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, yeah, look, and there's so many unexpected reasons for why things have to change that we've sort of heard come up as Joe Brum, the creator, and then also other um, art team members kind of talk about the processes and changing scripts and all that thing, like all that sort of thing. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I saw uh, down here in Melbourne, we've been having the Melbourne International Film Festival and uh, one of the sessions there had Bluey on the big screen. Um, which was amazing. And uh, Joe Brum came and talked through a few episodes. He talked about Grandad and the fact that that episode actually started with um, a dog, uh, him and his experience of trying to get his dog to take its heartworm tablets. And the dog would be like sprinting off and going in every direction. And you had to really chase them down to get this medicine into them. But as he wrote that episode, medicine refusal is something that you can't show children because you don't want to add to the trauma of, or, you know, don't want to make a, a bad situation worse there. And would never have occurred to me, and obviously where Grandad landed is the perfect plot anyway, that, you know, he just needed a rest. But, um, but there have been lots of smaller changes and not even ordered by Disney, like the fact from season one to season two, the backseat of the car changed to have bingo in a like five point harness rather than a lap sash because that's you know 
that's the law uh, in terms of what you need in the back of your car. And so obviously dogs should be obeying it. But yeah, there's so many different things to consider that I think probably there's half the things that get changed in Bluey. We don't even know the reason why. And, you know, the Trixie one, to my mind, is like, oh, is it actually just that they didn't want every kid in the world picking up a phone and going and filming mum on the toilet? <laughs> I mean, that's actually a pretty good, that's a pretty good justification that you've given there, to be honest. Like, that's, I could, yeah, I could see that as maybe their reason. Because I, I feel that with, um, what was it, the episode Driving, where they changed Agatha peeing on the curtains to Agatha scratching the curtains. Um, pee on your curtains! <laughs> Scratch your curtains! Yes. And, like, it was so funny, obviously, hearing Bluey's voice, like, saying like that, oh, she peed on my curtains. <laughs> but I can almost understand it because, yeah, maybe they don't want kids thinking that they should go pee on curtains. <laughs> I can see, Nothing will I stop see kids it happening to curtains, someone and then getting angry about it and be like, Bluey said they could pee on curtains, so that's what my child did. I mean, it makes me laugh, but... <laughs> It's, yeah, look, there's just, who can understand kids? But then I think also, yeah, the, I do wonder sometimes if the people making these decisions about what to cut do not have any children to understand in the first place, or they would find it so much more relatable and it'll all just be like, yep, that happens, that happens, that happens. And it all just put it all out there. (laughs) I think that's one of the things that seemed the most obvious with the censorship for this season was the fact that whoever was going through and doing those edits had probably not watched a lot of Bluey season one or two because like the groin joke, for example. Oh, sweet. This is Like we've already seen what in Rug Island, the football hits Bandit in the groin. That was never yes. um, Sleepy time, of course, with Bingo jumping on Bandit, quite obviously hitting him in the groin. That was never cut. And then yet in Born Yesterday, the swing hits him in the groin and that was cut. And so it sort of seems very much like some of the cuts they did for the season, they didn't realize that they'd already let slip through. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like someone was a lot more cutty this season for sure. Yeah, at least enough that all of us noticed and made the big part about it. <laughs> totally. Um, I guess in that case, then, what were your thoughts about family meeting and the fact that that was taken out? <sighs> Look, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's so subjective where you land on what's offensive and what you know what what you can talk about at the table, and they are literally like sitting at the table talking about uh, you know what we would call. Like fluffies isn't even a very Australian term. I wouldn't have thought. Did you, did you say yeah. fluffies growing up? Like no, we said farts, farting. Like we farts. Yep. Yeah. So so word. farts was not was a four letter word in my house growing up. For instance, and Kate and I sort of when we recap this episode got quite deep about yeah the hang ups you bring with you from childhood to into like how you see what's rude and not as an adult um so yeah perhaps just some very sheltered people making uh decisions at disney plus but i love that episode because the actual message is you know be truthful and the truth is we all fart so i think the the censors clearly missed the message on this one i think so too i think it's such a shame as well because i feel like it's something that happens with kids so often that they do lie about farting or that they blame it on yes something. it's something that is like 
one of the most obvious scenarios that kids go through where they will lie. And I feel like it would have been such a good episode for kids to see that and understand that, like, yes, you shouldn't do it. This is why you shouldn't. But even for parents to see how to tackle that idea and that subject and how to teach their kid to not lie about farting or lie about anything in general. Like, totally. Yeah, Yeah, but look, yeah, but perhaps, you know, again, it could be a very left field decision. The world has gone so far down the down the road of lying about fighting that we can't unpick this problem now. (laughs) Bluey isn't going to be the one to change it. But (laughs) I feel like if anyone could change it, Bluey could. (laughs) So um, I have another question as well from one of my subscribers called Bubble Bum. Speaking of Mm -hmm. that. Hi, Bubble Bum. (laughs) But they want to know from season three, what is your favorite episode and your least favorite episode? Oh, least favourite. Um, good questions. I think, oh, look, you know, Kate and I, when we started doing Got to Be Done, we tried to kind of keep people updated on our top 10. And our top 10's probably got 50 episodes in it by now, let's be honest. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> but, season. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, picking, picking is hard. But, um. The one that really stood out to me in season three, just because it was so different and so beautiful, is Rain. And yeah. look, it's you know, it's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough kind of front pack because uh, Pass the Parcel just hilarious and amazing. Um, oh, Australian! Oh, oh absolutely. Um, also, uh, the uh, the fairy tale I thought was just perfectly done, yeah. but. Yeah, Rain, I think, much the way Sleepy Time did, just took it a level above and had so much meaning, I think, that parents could relate to as well as kids. Like I was simultaneously taken back to my childhood and wanted to run outside with my kid in the rain. So, yeah, like I think for the for just all the heartstrings in that one, um, Rain would be my pick. Uh, least favourite, I wonder, it's probably... There were a few that kind of, it was a bit of a bad behaviour season. I don't know if you thought this, Margie, but, you know, apart from, uh, yeah, long-running commentary on farts, um, I thought uh, Tina um, and all the problems with, you know, all the things you need to get your kid to do and, uh, yeah, them not doing them. Um, Yeah, I found Tina a bit painful even though it was very relatable uh I think it was just inventing a giant person with bad breath and toes falling off and all that kind of thing that you know is to teach my kids a lesson I don't think that's a path I'm going to go down anytime soon it's a lot of a lot of extra effort there for sure I I have you picked those two where where are you at with top and bottom of season three for bottom, Tina's probably there as well as housework. I liked housework. For me, it just felt like an extended short. Like, okay, right. So from like a, a Easter egg, Aussie reference, breakdown perspective, it definitely had the least amount of stuff in it for me. Same with Tina. So while mm. some, yeah, fun episodes, I definitely gravitate a lot more to the ones that leave me with like five pages of notes. Okay, okay, yes. So yeah. Past the Parcel was one with like so many scene changes from around Brisbane, which was just, it was so cool to see all the different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Pom Pom's, yeah, it was Pom Pom's house. I loved because it showed a different perspective of the Brisbane city. It's from the Definitely, Belgium. yep. So yeah, Past the Parcel was up there for me for that reason. Of course, Fairy Tale as well. Just 
riddled with 80s references, 80s comic books as well. There was a Wolverine comic book in it, the Superman uh-huh. issue. That was just so cool to see that they made like dog versions of that and had snuck them into the stores. Absolutely loved that. And then I know a lot of people really loved Pizza Girls. And I did too, but I wanted to hear Socks talk more. I thought we were going to... <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, She's regressing. What's going on? <laughs> I know. We finally got out of like the feral dog stage and it's, yeah. But, um, but uh, obviously we hear a bit about her in Pizza Girls and in Facey Talk. Facey Talk again. It's just hilarious. I'm a massive fan of Muffin. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pass the Parcel and probably Fairy Tale, I'd say, are up there. Um, did you know that Pass the Parcel isn't a thing in America? What? Right. No. <gasps> no. Oh, wow. So much explaining to do. <laughs> so much. So I only realized after I, so I watched like through ABC iView the episodes, but yeah, I was talking to a friend about Pass and Parcel and she just blank, blank stare, had no right. idea. And so I explained, you know what, you play at birthday parties. Nothing. So I made it for her son's birthday party and like taught the kids how to play it. And the parents were like, such a cool game. I was like, yes, it is an integral part of growing up. I didn't play Lucky's Dad's I played like the one where you get something every level. But um, Mm, yeah, one of the most interesting things I realized was, yeah, just some of the birthday games that we have are very Aussie and not international. That's so interesting. Because yeah. there are a lot of birthday games. Like, are you in this this stage of parenting yet where you're having to, you know, wrangle birthday parties? Because I kind of got overwhelmed with the number of birthday games there are. Oh, I remember, oh, what was it, like, not Duck, Duck, Goose, Musical Chairs, which obviously uh-huh. musical statues version. But, yeah, Pass the Parcel is the only real one I remember, Pinata sometimes. Mm. But, yeah, my, my son's two and a half, so we're, like, just... Just almost getting there. Like he he can sing happy birthday, but he thinks anytime he sees a cupcake that it's it's happy birthday time. <laughs> Question that I would love to know your opinion on. So this is one is from JL Rosie Fan98. If you could write a bluey episode yourself, what would it be about? Okay. Uh probably doesn't surprise you to hear I have tried this. Uh, not very successfully. Uh, I have never written anything like that before, but I did, um, yeah, did kind of an idea got stuck in my head about Bluey and Bingo going to visit an old person's home and um, and uh, visiting someone with dementia and having to play through, uh, you know, kind of humouring that person or or letting them live what they thought was going on by playing yeah. a game. And yeah, that that was really, I guess, personal to me. Like you know, family members have had dementia, and um, that is that is one of the ways you can kind of try to stay connected with people in that situation. So I thought, well, you know, if anyone could do that, it's Bluey and Bingo. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's something I'd still love to see kind of explored in the show. Like I adore, you know what we've seen of the grandparents generation um yeah such a highlight was adorable nana in handstand and her kind of feelings of like you know i'm used to being the the center of everything and now i'm off to the side yeah. um and granddad as well you know having to slow down um yeah those i think i'd really like to see more multi-generation stuff in bluey and yeah i thought that would be a good way to do it 
I love that idea. I think that would be great. You just, you actually just gave me an idea. I would love to see Chili's granddad when he was in the army and how he Yes. Met. I would love. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Whether it's like that classic, like, you know, army 1930s, 1940s style. Mm-hmm. Thing. Um, I have an ongoing theory that like they met because she was also in the army and the Victoria's Cross is actually Chili's mom. Ooh. I'm convinced. Oh, yes. yes. Has it, I love it. that. Yeah. So I know, I think me and my subscribers have talked about, I do a bunch of Bluey Theory videos. Some are just monkeys singing songs. And then a bit of a laugh. <laughs> but some are like a little bit more deeper. And like the thought is that, you know, we haven't seen Chili's mum because maybe she's passed away. And, yeah. You know, that's a very normal part of life, of course, is grandparents not being there because they passed away before the kids were born and that sort of situation. So mm-hmm. I would love to see like a story of like her telling the kids, yeah, this is how my parents met. Or even if it was granddad Mort telling the story. I uh, that. Look, just from the tiny, well, apart from fairy tale, which is a massive flashback, you know, the, the flashback and flash forward moments just give so much. Uh, yeah, I would love to see more of them. I think that's what got my husband was uh, the flash forward and daddy drop off. And he was like teary eyed and turned to me. He's like, oh. <laughs> Two seconds and I'm in tears. What did they do? I'm like, what do you mean children grow up? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm like, it's absolute magic what they can do in like a couple of seconds or less. Like every single time at the endings, completely cutthroat. It's beautiful. In total though then, I guess for the second half of season 3B that we've seen in Australia, but the rest of the world hasn't seen yet, Mm -hmm. favorite episode that you've had from that? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I should have prepped this answer because I've been going back to the first half now that they're all dropping and sort of reliving it as everyone's seeing for the first them for the first time in the rest of the world I love them all <laughs> equally sorry what go on. the brandy oh look I almost I almost felt that was too um, well not too emotional it was so beautiful like I loved the onesie episode um but yeah it was such a big topic to take on and that I I've I've had um like pregnancy losses before and felt so connected to the show and sort of the 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 tiny hints in that episode that it gave about um Chili and Bandit having um lost pups before but yeah for to make it so front and center with Brandy's story I thought it was beautifully handled and um lovely but it also I guess it's just such a hard story to put in a show for kids about kids because yeah it almost felt we haven't recapped that one yet and I'm I still don't really know what I'm going to say about it so you're getting the rough the rough edit I'm afraid Marky, but, exclusive content. but yeah it's it isn't it isn't it hard yeah what what did you think um, I, so I, for season three B, I live streamed a lot of the episodes as they came out. I can't show them on YouTube, of course, because of yes. but people, we would just chat as I was watching it and they would see my reactions or they'd be watching it in Australia. I, I broke down <laughs> I burst into tears. I was just an absolute mess. I was so, I wasn't expecting it. It was not the reason that I thought we hadn't seen Brandy. So it really yes. shocked me and took me completely mm. by surprise. And I just... I just lost it. Like my daughter was in front of me at the time. Like she's just a little baby playing around. And I just, yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. it to go so deep so quickly. 
And then, like, it ended so happily, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. Reconcile with yeah. the future. But at the same time, I was still like, I need, I need, a, I need a couple of days. Like, I don't think I can live stream tomorrow, guys. I just, I need a break. This was a lot. Like, I'm like, I hope uh, it's super lighthearted because I, I can't take another deep one like that. Like, that for me, I think, is one of the most emotional episodes, I think, out of all three seasons easily. Yeah. Yeah, look, completely agree. Um, and even have you seen Bluey's Big Play yet? Because this that plot is hinted at in Bluey's Big Play. So thank you to some uh, lovely people who put up small little bits on YouTube and people on Reddit who write the entire script out, basically. Because <laughs> I, like, I had to like research it so I knew what was happening, if there was any details about Brandy beforehand. So I'm actually I'm going to New York to see it in Christmas. So I'm really super, super excited to see it in live action, I guess. Um, I am so excited for you. That's going to be amazing. Because, yeah, I know that they said that, you know, they were hinting at Brandy coming in and that they had reconciled with her in Chile, but no one really knew why, but that the Bluey's Big Play had to come out first before season three. So that's the point. Yeah. How we knew the connection was happening. Um, Mm. But I do have one quick question. The wedding episode that's been hinted at. Do you think it is? Okay. I Look, it could go either way. I hope it is um, Rad and um, Aunt Frisky, uh, who I'm very confident are not married yet. Um, And, yeah, Joe Brum told us on an episode he was definitely writing a wedding episode. But realistically, I think it could be another horsey wedding or, you know, a game that is a wedding. I know no one wants to hear it, but... (laughs) But look, we'll see. Or it's it's a sub wedding plot within mm-hmm. a game at the wedding. And yeah, look, you know, if the girls are bridesmaids, I'm happy. If Eddie, like whatever is happening, I love love. It's going to be lovely. So yes, I'm hoping as well that the wedding will definitely be rad and frisky. I agree with you. I don't think they're married yet. I know a lot of people believe that they were because of like the reference in Christmas Swim. But no, 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 no. They are so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, I can't remember if it was in the interview that you guys had or if it was on a separate one, but um, Joe Brum did mention that he wanted it to be a stereotypical Australian wedding. Which yeah, I, I think he even said backyard. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, I was pretty excited by that. I love a backyard wedding, so yeah. bring it on. Healer's backyard, very nice. If the Ponciana's in flower. Well, it could be why the fish pond is going in as well. Oh, like, really yeah. That heading in. So, and maybe it is a throwback to Horsey Wedding when they had that, the one time we saw, they had that little, like, extra deck outside. Yeah, pulled up onto that we never saw again. No, oh, I miss that deck. But, yeah, and even, you know, the fish pond could provide the opportunity for, um because when Rad meets Frisky and were you the one that jumped in the pool, I reckon that could go down to the next generations. I feel like Muffin might be the one that jumps in the fish pond. Oh, I would love that. I think that would be really good flashback. I would, yeah. I think that would be, I know, I know he said that he was going to end the season on something really emotional. So I'm assuming maybe the wedding episode is maybe not going to be that. Maybe like the second or. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited to see that. Like I want to see an Aussie wedding and I want to see the rest of the world to see what like an Aussie wedding would be like as well for us sort of, you know, everyone in thongs ideally. And like, I don't know, just some sort of Aussie Southern Cross. There's so many places it could go. And actually I've, you've, 
forgive me if you've mentioned this on on your previous recaps, but even in there's in season three a wedding photo of Bandit and Chili pops up. And I can't actually place the episode it's in, but um, it's in um, puppets. Yes, that's it. But someone did a side by side of that photo with. Um, the photo from Kylie Minogue's neighbour's wedding to, uh, and now I'm blanking, like I'm, I'm a terrible Australian for this not just like rolling off my tongue, but yeah, that it's just the most Australian 80s wedding uh, that ever could have happened. Like it was a television event when yes. uh, Kylie Minogue got married on Neighbours. And yeah, the, when you put the photos side by side, more similarities than not, apart from the fact oh, that one couple funny. of dogs. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so that's... so someone's clearly thinking about weddings and, and classic Australian weddings at that. Yeah. I don't know, even like what was it, the Princess Diana and Charles wedding commemorative plate. Oh, that was, yes, actually. Um, mm. That when I saw it, I was like, I'm pretty sure we had that plate at my home. <laughs> like, I remember that plate from like the 80s and the 90s. Uh, yeah, where did it all go wrong? Don't, don't get a plate. That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Don't have a plate made about your wedding. <laughs> um, do you also think one of the other, the last question I had that I wanted to ask you before was kind of a future one in that sense. So it's from a fan called Michael Stewart. Do you think that we will see Bluey and Bingo continuously age up into teenagers eventually in future episodes? Yeah, look, it's such a, it's a question that I kind of want both ways. I feel like, like I would love to see that. And like, we've already talked about the flash forwards and how beautiful they are. But I think actually Joe Brum's answered that in previous interviews pretty categorically that, no, nah, it's a it's a show for preschoolers and preschoolers they will stay. So yeah. We'll just have to write those episodes in our heads, Margie. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. I thought perhaps the season three with them finally having birthday parties for everyone and mm-hmm. like eight to seven. I'm like, is this a sign? But I mean, you know, it's taken three seasons, what, almost five years for them to age one year. So Yeah, yeah. This is a pretty <laughs> Pretty slim, realistic. Well, if they do grow up, that's that's a lot of years of Bluey ahead of us to get them there. So uh, I'm all for that too. Yeah, 20 years time, reboot of the series. <laughs> We've got Bluey and Bingo as parents now instead. Ah, uh, bring it on. Right. I think it would be a fantastic way to like, if they ever did have to cancel it for some unbeknownst reason, a good way to bring it back again. Yeah, totally. But, um, but yes, so I just want to say again, thank you so much for staying up late with me and having a chat about Bluey. It means so much to me as well. You guys were absolute role models and such an inspiration for me to starting my YouTube channel too. So I'm just so uh, glad I finally got to meet you basically in person. <laughs> <laughs> this is so in person. And yes, uh, love it. Love your channel, Margie, and uh, everything you're doing. We have discovered tidbits that might have snuck into Got to Be Done once or twice on your channel. So thank you uh, for keeping keeping eyes open and the conversation going. And yeah, the more talking about Bluey, the better. <laughs> always, always. And just a reminder to all my subscribers, um, Got to Be Done. It's an amazing podcast. Where can they listen? You can find it on any podcast platform. Just look for Gotta Be Done or uh, the Bluey podcast. We'll get you there. Uh, We're on all the socials as well, though. And, yeah, we drop an episode once a week, but socials is just 
whenever something bluey takes our fancy. So uh, it's pretty constant, to be honest. Um, and yeah, we're on Instagram at BlueyPod, on Twitter at Bluey Podcast, and on Facebook, uh, Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. So yeah, awesome. we'd love to see you all there. Uh, but until then, I've picked two cheeky dogs out, a few other videos that maybe you would like to watch, and I'll see you all in another video. Mwah. Bye! Frisky, have you met Bandit's brother Radley before? Um, yeah. Didn't you fall in the pool at the wedding? Probably.